Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Feel this place. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We sit in your presence this morning, Father, and we meditate on your goodness. You are so good. You are such a good father. You are such a loving father. You are so gracious. You are so kind. You are so thoughtful of us. You are so considerate of us. And we just want to simply say thank you. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being so protective. Thank you for being so loving. Thank you for being provider. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for considering us when we didn't consider ourselves. And thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for grace. Thank you for brand new mercies every day. Thank you, Father God, that in spite of our sin, you saw us worthy. Thank you, Father God, for choosing us. Thank you, Father God, for adopting us. Thank you, Father God, for favoring us. My God, Lord God, thank you for like, thank you for jobs. Thank you for just giving us jobs. Thank you, Lord God, for providing for us through those jobs. My God, and forgive us if we've complained about those jobs, Lord God, because we could not have have a job, but you've given us, you've given us provision. You've given us provision, Lord God. Now let us walk in your purpose, Father. My God, thank you for revealing yourself to us daily. Thank you, Father God. You are our reasonable portion. My God, now, Father God, we invite you into your day, our day today. We invite you into our lives today. We invite you into this ministry today. We invite you into this devotional today. We invite you in this into our conversations today. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. And we invite you into our thinking today. Let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us, Father God. And my God, serve through us today, Daddy. God. 
Serve through us today, Daddy God. Let us be mindful of you. Let us have the heart of the servant. For Jesus said he didn't come here to be served. He came here to serve. So, Father God, let us find ourselves in service to you all day long. My God, we invite you into your our finances today, Father God. For you said, given it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, runneth over. The same measure we give it back, it'll be given. So we invite you. You said, bring all our tithes to the storehouse, Father, to try you in this so that there'll be meat in your house, Father God. And then you would open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. So we invite you into our finances today, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we are 100% tithers, that that all Christians throughout the United States will not withhold their tithe, that they are 100% tithers, Lord God. And we are 100% givers, Lord God, so that we can fund the body of Christ, Father God. And we invite you into our health today. Because health is our reasonable portion, Father God, and we live in good health and walk into good health. And we invite you into our mental health today, Lord God. My God, we invite you, Father God, into our physical bodies today, Lord God. We we thank you, Lord God, that your presence is with us, that the Holy Spirit constantly reminds us that Jesus was already wounded for our transgressions. He was already bruised for our iniquities, and by his stripes we are already healed. My God. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for reminding us of our covenant in Jesus. My God, Father God, we find our strength in you today. We find our strength in you today. Father God, you promised us every morning brand new mercies, brand new grace. So, Father God, we thank you for brand new mercies for today. We thank you, Father God, that you are with us everywhere we go. My God. My God. And Father God, we invite you into our heart. Father God, you told us to put a guard over our hearts. So we guard our heart with the word this morning. Lord God, we recognize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty, Father God. They are mighty. So we put on our helmet of salvation today, Lord God. My God. Father God, and our feet are shod with the gospel of peace, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we take peace everywhere we go, Father God, and we place on our breastplate of righteousness, Father God. My God, we hold up our shield of faith, Father God. We trust you and we ask you, Daddy God, if there is anything in our life that does not align up with your word, and if we are, if there is any unbelief in our life, Father God, help us with our unbelief, Lord God. We trust you, Daddy God. We trust you, Daddy God. We will not lean into our own understanding. We will acknowledge you in all our ways and and you're going to direct our path and you're going to guide us and you're going to lead us into the right places. Father God, for you know the plans that you have for us. My God, you foreknew us in our brother's womb and you called us. You called me to preach to the nations. You called me to prophesy. You called me to teach to the nations. You called me to this, Lord God. So I find my strength and my rest rest in you. I find my wisdom in you, Lord God. For you said the wisdom that is that comes from above is pure. My God, it's lovely, Father God. It's of good report, Lord God. So I take no no thoughts that are not yours today, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that I'm buckled in the belt of truth, Lord God, and that your word is the thing that leads me and guides me all throughout the day. My God, I feel Jesus on this. My God, I feel Jesus on this. My God, Father God, and I equip myself daily in the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. My God, praying in the spirit on all occasions, Father God, knowing that every prayer request made known before you, Lord, God, that you are going to answer. So we come to you boldly this morning with all prayers and supplications, Father, rendering ourselves useless before you fill us up. 
Fill us up, Daddy God. Fill us up, Daddy God. Fill us up, Daddy God, so that we can do more for you. My God, show us your glory. Let us walk in your glory. My God, let us be filled with your glory. Father God, for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. My God. In the name of Jesus, we tear down every, demolish every stronghold, every sin. We set it aside this morning. Everything that has had us entangled, everything that has had us drawn into darkness, everything that does not align with you. My God, we capture those thoughts today. We're pulling down the wicked imaginations of, uh, my God, of destitution. We're pulling down the wicked imaginations, Father God, that have caused us to come in a drought. And we're pulling down the wicked imaginations, Father God, that is made us think we're lonely and we're pulling down the wicked imaginations, Lord God, that has made us think we're not enough. And we're pulling down the wicked imaginations that has had us living in lack. And we're pulling down the wicked imaginations that has had us living in poverty. And we're pulling down the wicked imaginations that have told us we are not more than enough. We break and lacerate every stronghold, every demonic principality, every imp, every nymph, my God, every satanic attack, plot, poi. We cut you off right now in the name of Jesus. We sever the cords right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare victory is ours. You have no place in our life. Satan, you can't dwell here. Why? Because we're blood washed. We're blood washed. We're bought and covered in the blood. And Jesus already presented, snatched us back snatched us back, snatched the keys to the gate of hell. You have no authority in our life. You have no authority in our relationships. You have no authority in our marriages. You have no authority in our purpose. My God, you're not even allowed to speak to us again. For the word of God says, submit to God. So we submit to you today, Lord God. We submit that your word is the truth. We acknowledge you, Father God, the sins before you. We believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. We confess him to be Lord and Savior over our life. My God, we confess him to be Lord and Savior over our life. My God. So we submit to you, God. We resist you, devil, in the name of Jesus. Now you must go. You got to go out of our health. You got to go out of our home. You got to go out of our thoughts. My God. You got to, you got to go. You got to go in the name of Jesus. You have to flee. That's what the word said. My God, Lord God, we thank you, Father God. We're pulling down the strongholds, everything that's kept us limited, everything that's held us back. My God, in the name of Jesus. My God, in the name of Jesus. My God, in the name of Jesus. Victory is ours in the name of Jesus. And my God, everything, every tyrant, my God, every, every force of darkness, my God, we drive you, every, every spirit of depression, every spirit of despair, we drive you out right now in the name of Jesus and we bind you back to the pits of hell that you cannot return. My God, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We thank you, Father God. We are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we testify to the goodness of Jesus. We testify to your grace and mercy. We testify, Father God, to how you save us. We will proclaim your gospel throughout the earth. 
We drive out every force of darkness, Lord God. My God, in the name of Jesus, you cannot sit around. You cannot linger any longer. Spirit of oppression, we drive you out right now in Jesus' name. My God, spirit of destitution, we drive you out in Jesus' name. We will not fall into another thirst trap, Lord God. For we know you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we don't have to be entangled in things that do not give you glory. My God, we thank you for shutting the doors on opportunities that do not belong to us in this season. And opening the doors to opportunities that belong to us. And giving us the grace, strength, peace, and wisdom to walk in it. Father God, I thank you. You are releasing creative ideas my God, creative inventions, Lord God. Father God, so we can walk into the more of you. So now, Father, I thank you for speaking and releasing your peace over us. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace that's going to guard our heart. The peace that goes in our mind. The peace that goes before us. And we thank you, Father God, for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your reasonable portion. Now, Father God, give us our daily bread. For man shall not live by the bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out your mouth. We thank you, Father God. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. That we do not have to do anything in our own strength. That any circumstance in any situation that presents itself today, Lord God, that you are already contending with those that contend with us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just decree and declare that mortgages are supernaturally paid off. My God, checks in the mail, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalty received, money coming out of nowhere, Lord God. Money coming out of nowhere, Lord God, paying these mortgages off right now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your glory be revealed, Father God. Do not let them continue to make a fool of us to, to think that you're not going to walk out what you said. My God, we present ourselves before you as living sacrifices. Use us. Use our gifts. Use our talents, Lord God. Use our marriages. Use, use our relationships, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. You are providing a way of escape, and there is no temptation that we cannot overcome. So give us eyes to see the way of escape. Father God, and we will not complain at all today because we know victory is yours. My God, in Jesus' name, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. My God, we glorify you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 My God, I thank you, Father God. Debts being demolished. Financial outpour on your people, not for our own gain, Lord God, but so we can do more, Father God, in the name of Jesus for your kingdom. You are removing the burden of debt. You are giving us witty ideas and inventions to get out of debt. Father God, your scripture says that when we are in debt, we are a slave to the lender. Father God, I thank you. We will not be slaves to the lender, that we will owe no man anything but to love him. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for giving us financial wisdom that we will not act in lack and doubt. We thank you, Father God, that you are stretching us my God, and we will wait on you in Jesus' name. Amen. I just believe God today that God is expanding your faith and that you are walking in the fullness of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus. Um, there is a stretch in this fourth quarter. Um, and what I mean by stretch, there's a draw or a pull out 
or um, uh, um, a pull on you by God to stretch you, to expand you so that you can walk into the fullness of who he called you to be. Um, he, he's stretching you. He's bringing you beyond what you thought you could be. Come on, Holy Spirit. He's bringing you beyond what you thought you could be. Like if you thought you only this much of yourself, God is stretching your imagination. He's stretching you to fill you with more wisdom. He's stretching you to position you and put you in place so that you could walk into the fullness of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus. He's, he's stretching your wisdom. He's stretching your knowledge. He's stretching your relationships. Um, and so when God stretches us, we have to be patient and we have to wait. Yeah, you ought to thank him. When God stretches you, that's good because he's developing you. He's drawing something out of you that you didn't even recognize was in you, right? Um, he's pulling you to the point um, so that you can, um, you can extend further, right? So that you could extend further so that you can come out of your limited places and walk into the fullness of what he's got. He's calling you into the length, the breadth and the depth of who he is and what he said about you. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for the stretch. Like that's what happens when God stretches us and it's not always comfortable and it's not always on our timing, but it is definitely divinely appointed and assigned by him. So we don't resist the stretching. We don't get frustrated with the stretching. We thank the Lord for the stretching. Father God, thank you for stretching me. Thank you for pulling me into the capacity of what I never could imagine. Thank you for pushing me beyond my limits, uh, my limitations, my complaining. That's what he does when he stretches us, right? He's stretching. Yeah, he's stretching you financially so that your finances will line up with kingdom and you don't keep living like this world system and you don't keep cycling in those same patterns and back into those same places. He's stretching you in your relationships and the level of compassion to make you more compassion and more understanding. He's teaching you how not to look at people through human eyes, but to look at them through the eyes of the Lord, right? He's, he's stretching you in wisdom. He does not want you to be wise in your own eyes because he knows if you are wise in your own eyes, then you're going to follow into the trap of evil. He's stretching you in your thinking because many of us have thought like with a lower level of thinking, he's giving you eagle eyesight. So every time you're presented with a situation to use his wisdom, it's not necessarily the enemy coming against you, but here it is time. This is the time and the moment that you become a doer of the word and not just a hearer. My God, he's drawing something out of you so that you can come to the fullness. Oh, he, he wants you to live that word. He doesn't want you to just tell people you're a Christian. He don't want you to post quotes on your Facebook. He wants you to live what you quote. And so when he provides you an opportunity for you to be stretched, don't resist. Just simply say to him, Father God, divinely align me, divinely align me. See, when you stretch, you can be pushed to new heights and new levels. You can endure yourself. You can endure. When I, before I go and exercise, if I do not stretch, if my muscles are tense and tight, then I cramp up later. But when I stretch, I'm able to, my endurance, I'm built for longer endurance to stretch is to reach. Come on, Holy Spirit. To stretch is to reach. 
to, to stretch is to reach. So when I'm being stretched, I'm reaching new heights. I'm reaching new levels. I'm coming into something greater than I can ever imagine. Like greater than I can imagine. I'm coming into something greater, greater than I can imagine. It's greater than the vision that I have before me. Can I tell you something? Faith, faith is funny, right? Because we always talk about living by faith. And then when God gives us a vision or a dream for us, we'll accept the assignment. And then we most of the time frame it in our thinking, not understanding that when God does something for us, when God gives us a vision for something, when God calls us into something, it really looks beyond and bigger than our imagination because he always does exceedingly abundantly above more that we can ask or imagine. It does not. I'm just telling you, it does not. We we have a li- we only have a limited view of what God says to us. We only have a limited perspective. The rest we gotta trust and walk out and face. The rest we gotta let the Holy. That's why it's so important that you get the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important that you understand your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important that you understand that the Holy Spirit is comforter, his teacher, his advocate. You might not know everything, but when you know the Holy Spirit, He will lead you and guide you. He will say this way and that way and make this part partnership and get into this relationship and these are the people that you need to be connected to and these are the he will divinely align absolutely everything in your life so when God is stretching you he is trying to get you to reach your full potential in Christ Jesus not your full full potential in yourself not what you thought was successful not your degrees and all that other stuff he's going to stretch you he's going to pull you into a place of something that you're not even qualified for I don't know who told y'all. I'm I'm just being serious. I don't know who told y'all when God wants to do the magnificent in your life that it was based on your qualifications. It's never based on your qualifications. It's based on the fact that he is God. Because if it was based on your qualifications, then you will be able to say you did it. You, if it's based on your rest, that's why sometimes when people are like, send me your bio. I'm like, you don't need my bio. You just need to know I serve Jesus. You don't need my bio. You don't need to know what I've accomplished. You don't need to know what I've done. You just need to know I serve Jesus. He is my qualifier. There is nothing that he has done in my life that has ever made sense. There is nothing that he has done in my life. Every time I've walked into a situation, when I walked into marriage, I was not qualified. My God, can I just give it to you for the real this moment? Just can I wake you up? Can I shake you up into your purpose? Can I shake you up into the fullness of who God called you to be? I was not. When I walked into ministry, I was not qualified. Can I tell you something? Even when I walked into my position to teach at the college level, I was not qualified. I had never taught before. I would. I was only a graduate assistantship for a semester. And as soon as, soon as I finished a certification that he needed me to finish, he opened up doors that no man can shut. And when I walked away from teaching, I didn't walk away from teaching. I walked away from teaching because he called me into something greater. When I closed the door on teaching, it was a transition from this to that, but it was nothing. I had nothing to do because I was qualified. My God, when he walked me in the ministry full time, it was not because I was qualified. It was not because I was a great orator. It was not because I had all these theology degrees and all this other stuff. It's not. He was calling me to new heights and new levels. He was stretching me beyond my capacity. As a matter of fact, I tell you guys this all the time. I am really an introvert with a charismatic life. He was commanding me and decreeing and declaring to me, I need you to come up higher. I need you to come up higher. I need you to come up higher. There is more that I see for you. There is greater that is in you that has nothing to do with this world. That has nothing to do with this world. That's nothing. It's because of the plans that I had. It's because when I was knitting you in your mother's womb, I saw that you had the capacity for this. 
I saw that you had the capacity for this marriage. I saw you had the capacity to be able to raise five sons. I saw you had the capacity to be able to bury your husband, that you would be able to do this till death do you part. I saw you had the capacity when you were barren. I saw you had the capacity. I saw you had the capacity when you wouldn't have food in your refrigerator to believe me. I saw you had capacity when you needed a new car. Like I saw you had the capacity to serve me no matter what. I saw you had the capacity to preach the gospel no matter what. I saw there was a capacity to you. I saw greater in you. I molded greater in you. I fixed greater in you. I positioned greater in you. I put greater in you. I decreed and declared this from the beginning. When I blew breath into your mother's body, Shamika, I decreed and declared that this day and this season, at this point in time, that you would go and do a greater work for me. So when God is stretching you, it's not punishment. No, Tammy, you're not of this world. When he's stretching you, when he's pulling you, when he's pulling you into a position and a place, my God, my, can I just give you, he's, it's not, it's not. He's bringing you beyond your heights of love. You can't, you don't think, he said, for you don't know my thoughts. You don't think like I think. You don't think like, your, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are high. I didn't, my ways are higher than your ways. My, my thoughts are inconceivable. You're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to walk in this. You're going to have to let this play out. You got to believe that I'm going to catch you. So when he is stretching you, when you are stretched, when you feel that, pull, pull that stretch to do more, when you feel that stretch to be in a position, when you feel that, pull the, feel that stretch to, to, fit, to, to stretch, to get out of your comfort zone, he is stretching you. He is stretching because he knows the full potential of you, because he designed you, because he created you, because he called you to this. My God, it's not because you, it's a, your qualification, your degrees is just a, a part of it. The people you know, that's just a part of it. No, he's pushing you out your comfort zone because this is what he said. That burning desire, that thing in you to do more, to come up, to come into new places, to come to new heights, to, to reach new levels. That's God stretching you and pulling you. He's pulling you beyond the truth of what you said was true. Lord, I thank you for our daily bread. He's See, we're talking about the good shepherd. We're still in the position of talking about letting God be shepherd. We're still in the position of talking about letting God lead us. My God, this is more than a position. This is about your purpose. This is about being divinely aligned. This is about him being the shepherd. You said you wanted to reach surely goodness and mercy. This is how we get to surely goodness and mercy. This is how. So when he stretched you, he's pulling you beyond your truth because you believe some truth about you that did not line up with his truth. He, he's, he's pulling you into the truth of the word. He's breaking down strongholds. He's casting down wicked imaginations. He's, 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 he's wooing you into the fullness of who he said you could be in Christ Jesus. So I'm pulling you. He's going to, and can I tell you this? He'll stretch you without breaking you. He's going to stretch you without breaking you. You're elastic. You're made of a divine substance, but he's got to pull you out of a truth into the truth. My God, I thank you, Father God. He's giving you the navigation you need for your course. My God, he's implanting in you. He's imparting in, imparting in you. He's bringing you to new heights and new levels of wisdom so you can navigate, so you can sail, so you won't be distracted. My God, so that you'll be focused on him and nothing else. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me give you this word for today. I don't know who pulled that out of me. Let me give you a little bit of what God said. So in the stretching, I need you to be a little bit more patient. 
I need you to be a little bit more patient because anytime he is stretching you, yeah, yeah, come on, Larry, pass your facts to his truth. That's good. He's bringing you into the truth, not a truth, the truth, the truth of what he said about you, the truth of the purpose that he had for you, the truth of the purpose of your marriage, the truth for the purpose of your children, the truth. That is what he is doing. He's divinely aligned. So let me give you the scripture he told me to give you to encourage you. Isaiah 28 verse, we're going to start at that verse. And this is the 40th chapter. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? Every time I hear God talk like that, I know he's reminding me of who he is. He says, do you not know, have you not heard that the everlasting God, somebody say God is everlasting. God is everlasting. God never fades away. God never moves. God doesn't change position. God does not come off his throne. God is not that kind of God. God will not die. He is everlasting. He is not like other gods. They will fade away. They are going to fade away. They're going to move. They're going to be gone. They're going to get out of position. He's not that God. So Isaiah 40 and 20, he says, do you not know, have you not heard the everlasting God, my God, you got to decree and declare that God is everlasting. So if God is everlasting, then every promise and every word and everything he ever said about you is yes and amen, right? Do you not know? Have you not heard, Julia? Yes, that God is everlasting. Do you not know? Have you not heard? And you see that God is everlasting. He is everlasting. He does not change. He does not switch up. He is not inconsistent. He is not people. He is everlasting. He is an everlasting God. He is a consistent father. My God, God, he sames up. He's the same today and forever. He is the beginning. He is the end. My God, he is sovereign. He is just. He is true. He is Jehovah Gabor. He is the one that will go to war for you. It says God is everlasting. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. God created me. I don't care what your mama and daddy did. I don't care what the seed was. You need to understand that God created you. God blew breath into your body. God designed you. My God, God created you. Nothing else. I, it does not matter. It doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter who you came from. It does not matter what your last name is. God created you. God is your creator. He said, the Lord creator of the end of the earth. And this is the part that we need to hold on today, right? If we're going to really learn God is our shepherd. Yeah, God created Julia. You got to start talking about that because sometimes we reduce ourselves in a less than state without recognizing and realizing that God is my creator. So when I reduce myself to a place of, of being orphaned or I reduce myself to a place of being abandoned or I reduce myself to a place of what happened to me, then I forget that God is my creator. So it says God is the creator of the ends of the earth. This is the part that I love. He does not become tired or grow weary. Did y'all, yeah, he, I need you to hear me. He does not become tired or grow weary. He is not people. <laughs> he is not people. He does not, he does not, Nisi. He does not become tired or grow weary. That is not how he is. He does not wear out. He's fresh. He's new. He does a new thing. My God. Do, do you not consider that I do a new thing? <laughs> the Lord says. He does a new thing. He can start things over. When when the, the children of Israel were complaining, he, you know. He told Moses, he said, that's good. Let them keep complaining. I'm going to wipe them out and start all over again. God is, I told y'all, God is gangster. He said, that's fine. Let them keep complaining. That's fine. They didn't charge me. They're going to act like this. They don't act like they're going to act like I didn't provide for them. That's fine. Let them, let them keep doing, let them keep doing what they're doing. Let them keep murmuring and complaining. I'm going to wipe them out and I'm going to start all over again. 
And then Moses was able to intercede. Thank you for the intercessors. And said, no, 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 that's not what you said in your word. That's not what you said in your word. So he is everlasting. He does not grow weary. We grow, we grow weary. He never grows weary or tired. He never grows weary or tired. And there is no searching of his understanding. First Corinthians 2.14 reminds us that we got to live a life by a spirit. This is not about mental. One plus one doesn't equal two in kingdom. One, one plus one, the double, the 30-fold, the 60, the 100-fold return is not like this world system. It does not add up. He is not. So, that, so he doesn't. There is no searching or, or of his understanding. But this is what I love. This is the 29th verse. For those of you that feel like you're in the stretch. My God, God is divinely aligning you with this word. He says he gives strength to the weary. That you don't need strength. You don't need a cup of coffee. You don't need no sugar. He gives strength. Lord, I need your strength today. I don't know why we won't petition our father like we like he's not already said these words. Lord, I need your Lord. I need your strength today. Lord, I need your strength today. Father, I need your strength today. The situation is a little overwhelming. The situation. No, daddy, I need your strength because you said strength. I'm going to give strength to the weary. I'm going to give strength to the weary. Right. Second Corinthians 12 and nine says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So if you strength strong all the time, then you ain't got no room for his strength. So for all my super strong folks, for all my folks that got it all together, I don't know. I don't know. I, every day I'm before him. I need your strength. <laughs> every day I, I need, I, I can't, I used to think I, I did it on my own. I used to thought like, I love Wonder Woman. I used to think I was the strong woman. I used to think I was, like, no, let me be honest with you. Let me tell you what you see every day. Let me tell you what you experience every day. Everything you've been getting from me is the strength of the Lord. <laughs> Everything that you've been getting from me is the strength of the Lord. It is not in my own strength because he told me my great is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in your weakness Lakeisha not in your strength my part my, my 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 strength is made perfect in your weakness my strength is made perfect in your brokenness and your contriteness my strength and my strength ain't in your oh uh, that ain't what my strength is that's that's where my strength is so then Paul says therefore most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me let me birth let me boast in the fact that I need you let me boast in the fact that I'm not strong enough Enough. Let me boast in the fact that I don't have it all together. Let me boast in the fact, Father God, that I don't have enough. Let me boast in the fact that here I am, Father God, and I need you. Let me boast in the fact that I need you to provide for me. I'm not getting ready to boast. Let me boast in the fact, my God, that I need you to heal me. Let me boast in that fact and that fact alone. Let me boast in the fact that it is you who leads me and guides me. I cannot do this on my own. My God, I need to boast in what I need from you so that the power of Christ can, that's a different type of power. That's a dunamis power. That's a power you ain't never seen before. Let me boast in the fact that I can't do this without you. I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to present to you like I got it all and it's all perfect. No, I'm going to tell you right now, everything that you experience every day is through Christ Jesus. Everything that you experience every day is because he gives me his strength. That's my strength. He is my strength. And I have to boast in it because if I'm going to carry this thing out, if I'm going to be stretched to capacity, if I'm going to walk in the fullness of who he called me to be in Christ Jesus, then I need to find my strength in him. He says, even youth grow weary and tired. Here it is. And vigorous young men stumble badly. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope, in him, not in nothing else. 
hope in him. My hope is in him and not in man, not in my job, not in nothing that can be taken away. These things that will rust away. My hope is in him. God, my hope is in you that you're going to do absolutely what you said in my life. My hope is in you because in Matthew 6, you told me you were going to provide for me. My hope is in you. My hope is in you because you said you were going to provide for me. My hope is in you because you told me not to worry. My hope is in you because you told me you would give me homes I would not build. My hope is in you because you told me if I left the gospel for your sake, if I gave up my house, if I gave up mother's door, that I would reap a hundredfold return in this day. My hope is in you. My hope ain't in nothing else. I'm going to gain my strength from you. My healing is in you. I appreciate every doctor, nurse, friend, and everybody I have, but my hope is in you for my healing. My hope is in you. That's where I'm putting my place. That's what I'm going to put my place my bet on that's my guarantee that's my guarantee my word that i put my hope in you she said but those who wait for the lord who expect look for and hope in him will gain a new strength and will renew their power my god that's where your strength is that's how you're gonna gain your power my God, when you put your hope, when you set your mind on things above, find that scripture for me, Jess. We put, when I put my mind on things above, when I find my hope, not on nobody else, my hope, my hope is in you. That's where I'm putting my hope is in you. He says, I'm going to gain new strength and renew their power. That's what I love. You're going to gain new strength. When you, when you wait upon the Lord, you gain the strength. When you waiting upon the Lord, you get endurance. When you making a decision that you're not going to move without God, when you don't look to the left or to the right, when you like Psalms 1 and you plant it like a tree by the rivers of the water, the living water begins to run through you, then you're going to get the hope and the strength that you need. And the reason that you're going to get the hope and the strength that you need is because you're putting your hope and trust in the Lord and you're not waiting on nobody else. I'm not waiting on nobody else. I'm not waiting on nothing else. I'm not moving out of position. I'm not moving out of turn. I'm not doing nothing but what God wants me to do in this season. And I'm going to wait on him. And I'm not going to create no opportunities for myself. And I'm not going to lie to myself. And I'm not going to let nobody else lie to me. I'm going to stay in position. Because as I stay in position, you are strengthening me. Because as I stay in position, you are giving me new power. Because as I, because if I stay in position... My God, it's Colossians 3 and 2. If I stay in position, set your mind on things above. My God, set your mind on things above. I'm, as I'm doing, I'm getting new power. I'm doing straight. And this is what I love. He says, they will lift up their wings. Can I tell you what it means when God says they'll lift up their wings and then we're going to get out of here? When it says, God, they will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. That's what it means. When you lift up your wings, it means you're drawn into the breasty one. You're riding with God. Baby, it ain't nobody else you need to ride with, but ride is riding with God. When you ride, ride with God, he says, I'm going to rise up close to God like eagles. I'm rising towards the sun. I'm going to begin to look more like Jesus. I'm going to begin to act more like Jesus. I'm going to begin to think like more like Jesus. When I wait on the Lord, he's developing my character. He's setting me up for divine timing. He's providing me with divine strength. Why? Because I wait upon the Lord. And then he says, then, this is what the scripture says, then they will run and not get weary and they're going to walk and you will not grow tired. When God is stretching in you and you wait, you're going to walk and you're not going to grow tired. You're not going to run out of substance. You're not going to run out of creative ideas. You're not going to run out of what you need. Why? Because you have found your strength in the Lord. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3, and I'm going to end on this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and that sin, the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. 
<laughs> fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him. He already endured the cross. You got to say that to yourself. Some of us been fighting stuff. We ain't even got no business fighting anymore. And Jesus has already endured the cross. He already endured what you're trying to endure. He already has strength for you. He's already endured. He says, he says, Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy said before him, he endured the cross. He scorned the shame. So if he scorned the shame, why would I be in shame? He already sat down at the right. <coughs> Excuse me. He already sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, considering him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. So you will not grow weary. He already endured it. So you will not. So I got to put it on Jesus. It ain't on myself. This, this stretching, this next situation, whatever the situation, whatever the second, I got to put it on. Like, I got to put this on Jesus. I got to put this on Jesus. I, Jesus already dealt with this issue. Jesus already dealt with my wayward children. He said they would return. Go read the prodigal son. Jesus already dealt with my marriage. As a wife, he said, he said, if I choose to submit and to love, he'll already deal with the things of my marriage. He already, he already dealt with that. I need, to I need to give you what it says in Hebrews. It says, so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence. Persistence is continual grace through the end, looking away from all that will distract us. Father God, I thank you for giving us the strength to look away from everything that's been trying to distract us. Everything that's been trying to present a circumstance or a situation when Jesus paid it all. That's it. I love y'all. I think that's enough. I think that's very good. That's a very good example of God being our shepherd. Right? We ain't even got through Psalms 23-2 yet. That's how rich God is in the word. We ain't even got through Psalms 23-2 yet. This is a very good example of God being our shepherd. And the decision is, of ours is just to wait on him. So, Father God, I thank you for your word today. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, if there is anybody on this devotional that does not know you as Christ Jesus, that you're pressing it upon their heart today, that today is the decision that they come to know you as Lord and Savior. And if that is you and you feel the prick in your heart and you hear the Lord saying, this is the day that you need to get saved, all you got to do is acknowledge that you're a sinner. My God, acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross for your sin. Believe it in your heart and then confess it out your mouth. Jesus, Lord, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And Jesus Christ, I know that you come so that I can be saved, right? Confess, and I'm in need of a Lord and Savior. And guess what? He does the rest. He, he does the rest. That's all you got to do. Confess it out your mouth. Acknowledge, believe, confess him to be Lord and Savior over your life. My God. And then the Holy Spirit is going to do the rest. My God. Father, I thank you for the word today. Bless the giving of your people. I thank you, Father God, that they are covered in the blood of Jesus and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that we find our strength in you. My God, we thank you for fresh anointing today, one that destroys the yoke of sin, sickness, and disease. We thank you for fresh grace today and that you liberally supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May every seed that you plant into this ministry spread like wildfire. May it be contagious. May it multiply and increase like never before. I promise you, I promise you that every seed you plant into this ministry like I needed to, I needed to catch on like a forest fire.
I wanted to catch on. I wanted to multiply. I, I believe, God, that your bank account's going to multiply, that everything connected in your life going to multiply like never before. Those are my things that I pray over you, that he will blow your mind today, not just financially, doors, contracts, whatever you've been longing and believing God for. I just decree and declare over your life that he is divinely intervention on, intervening on your behalf. My God. I thank you, Father God, for that in Jesus' name. Hey, if you want to get in, get in give to the ministry or stay, stay connected to the ministry, log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can also give to the cash app, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. You can go find all everything about, for all my partners, I'm decreeing, declaring victory is in sight for you today in Jesus' name. My God, we glorify you. We thank you. We bless you for this word. See you back here in the morning at 5 a.m., 5 a.m., Stew on this word today. Don't let this word escape you. This was a powerful word for the Lord. This was this was Rhema word today. Stew on this. My God, receive it all by faith in Jesus' name. Love, peace, and blessings. Don't forget to go. Don't 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 forget to go give. Don't forget to go plant your seed on the website or on the on the cash app. I love you so much. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.